welcome to Lay's Little Golden Books. I hope you kids enjoy today's story, and maybe the grown-ups will remember it from their own childhood. Walt Disney Pictures presents The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Underwater Adventure, an episode from the movie, adapted by Michael Tiedelbaum. A Little Golden Book. Once upon a time, there was a beautiful little mermaid named Ariel. She was the youngest daughter of the sea king, Triton. Even though she lived at the bottom of the ocean, Ariel was not interested in her watery world. This little princess was only interested in the world above the ocean, the world of humans. Ariel spent most of her time searching through sunken ships looking for objects that had once belonged to humans. To Ariel, these rusty old things were wonderful treasures. One afternoon, Ariel was treasure hunting in a graveyard of old sunken ships with her best friend, Flounder the Fish. Come on, Flounder, shouted Ariel as she swam into a broken down ship. Let's look in here. Are you sure it's safe? asked Flounder. Sure, answered Ariel, follow me. Inside, Ariel found a chest full of treasures. Oh, Flounder, gasped Ariel. Have you ever seen anything this wonderful in your entire life? Among the objects in the ship, Ariel found a fork and a pipe. This is great, the little mermaid cried. She put the objects into a pouch. I don't have any of these in my collection yet. Just then, Flounder heard a noise. Well, what was that? He cried. I didn't hear anything, said Ariel, who was too busy looking for more treasures to notice any strange sounds. Trembling with fear, Flounder peeked outside the doorway of the ship. There, with his huge mouth full of sharp teeth open wide, was a shark. Shark! screamed Flounder as he raced back inside. Ariel grabbed her bag of treasures. She and Flounder swam quickly to the upper deck. The shark followed, snapping his jaws. Ariel and Flounder squeezed through a portal. The small portal didn't stop the shark. He crashed right through the side of the ship after them. The mermaid and her little companion were swimming hard, but they were barely staying ahead of the shark's terrible jaws. The shark lunged at them, his jaws snapping the ship's mast as if it were a matchstick. The two swam as fast as they could toward a huge old anchor. The shark followed only inches behind them. I hope this works, gasped Ariel. Me too, cried Flounder. When they reached the anchor, Ariel and Flounder slipped through the ring at the top. The shark tried to follow, but he was too big. His enormous face got stuck in the anchor. Let's get out of here, said Ariel. We can head up to the surface to show Scuttle my new treasures. On the surface, Ariel and Flounder visited with their friend Scuttle the seagull. Ariel pulled one of her new treasures out of the pouch. Do you know what this is? Ariel asked Scuttle, handing him the fork. Why, certainly, replied the cockeyed seagull. After all, I'm the world's greatest expert on humans. This is a, a dinglehopper. Humans use it to straighten their hair, like this. Scuttle ran the old fork through Ariel's hair. What's this, Scuttle? asked Ariel, this time handing him the pipe. This is most definitely a, a snarfblat, he answered. It's used to make music. 
Scuttle blew into the pipe, but nothing came out except water. Hmm, nothing worse than a defective snarfblat. Soon it was time for Ariel and Flounder to leave. They said goodbye to Scuttle and returned to the undersea kingdom. Ariel went to her secret cave where she hid all her human treasures. The two friends were playing with Ariel's special collection when suddenly the cave got very dark. Ariel looked up through an opening and noticed something on the surface of the water blocking out the moonlight. I'm going to see what that is, Flounder, said Ariel. On the ocean surface was a very big ship. How beautiful it is, exclaimed Ariel. We've got to get a closer look. Ariel reached up and peered over the side of the ship while Flounder looked on from the water below. Ariel saw a young man. His shipmates were singing and dancing. I've never seen a human this close before, said Ariel to Scuttle, who was also curious about the humans and had come for a better look. He's very handsome, isn't he, said Ariel, looking at the young man the sailors called Prince Eric. He looks kind of hairy to me, said Scuttle, looking at Prince Eric's sheepdog, Max. But Ariel didn't hear the seagull. All she could think about was the young man, the one she would someday join in the world of humans. Ariel was falling in love. Suddenly, without warning, a big storm came up. Rain poured down, lightning flashed, and the wind tossed the ship like a toy sailboat. Ariel watched Prince Eric as he and his crew tried to keep the ship afloat. As the ship tossed and turned in the water, a bolt of lightning hit the mast. The burning mast collapsed onto a keg of, ba- of gunpowder. The explosion threw Prince Eric overboard into the raging waves. The prince, shouted Ariel. Prince Eric sank under the water. Ariel knew that if she didn't act at once, her handsome prince would drown. Ariel dived into the sea. She grabbed Prince Eric and brought him up to the surface. Holding him tightly, she swam to shore and dragged the prince onto the sandy beach. While the prince lay sleeping, Ariel stroked his hair and sang him a beautiful love song. How Ariel wished she could be with Prince Eric in the human world. Before the prince began to stir, Ariel heard his crew coming. She knew she had to leave before she was seen by the humans. Blowing the prince a kiss, Ariel turned and dived back into the ocean. Ariel and Flounder returned to her secret cave so the little mermaid could be with her human treasures. Oh, Flounder, said Ariel, Prince Eric's so handsome. I can hardly wait until I see him again. Flounder just smiled. Ariel combed her hair with her dinglehopper and wished for the day when she would be with her human prince forever. The End The End